I've been wasting my time, but I've been doing my dance Looking back at my timeline where the dances end Looking back on the times when I was holding a hand I'm on my way, coming back home again Carry the weight, all on my own I guess things never change Hang up the phone again Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 84, and we're now on episode 3 of my new solo gig here at Block Channel. Um, still missing Dr. Corey Petty and Dimitri Ferguson, but they'll be back soon. Um, they're getting settled into their adulting, and uh, I need to get settled into holding my own here on the show, which I've always done just fine since these past few years. But now that we're going to be deeping, digging deeper into a new subject matter that hasn't really been discussed on the shows, to get deeper into Handshake and the decentralized web and the core protocols beyond that, um, the regenerative web uh, and those types of things that are emerging there with like, you know, other decentralized like technologies and, and the intersection of community and society and uh, governance and, you know, just the whole just re-architecture of just human systems in general. We just decided to just do all of it i guess in modular pieces you know we couldn't just like you know do one part and leave the rest alone um so you know we've, we've bitten off this huge pie and uh, you know we're, we're continuing to look at the industry from many different perspectives um you know speaking to developers um with like alex smith and jordan Koch, uh and then of course kiba um we talked to clay collins from nomix um, which is like you know big data api like platform um, and he's also the um, manager of the .c domain. Uh, so we learned about, you know, what it's like uh, working with handshake registries and such that with through Clay. So that was a lot of fun. So today uh, we're going to be joined by someone in the handshake community that everyone knows and trusts, um, Zachary Brown. Uh, in a world where, you know, things are trustless, we, you, you need, you know, consistent um, information and uh, narrative. Um, to understand like what the community is working on and uh, kind of like what our overall progress is. And, uh, you know, in a world of on-chain information and data, um, you know, it's important to, yeah, not everyone's going to go around and, and scale, you know, self-verifying, you know, on-chain metrics and, you know, what's, what's, what's growing, like, you know, net week over week, month over month, um, what new tools are being built, um, what uh, projects are, are need to be like on the uh, on your you know like platter as far as like what you need to be a state on top of just to like stay immersed in the community and what new technologies are being made like that could be a lot especially nowadays since you know everyone doesn't just follow one asset at a time um, so today you know we have on Zach Brown and so I'll let Zach um, give himself an intro to the community um, so Zach can you tell the block channel community just a little bit about who you are as a person and where you come from uh, before we get into your, your interest in the Handshake community and D-Web and what you're working on with the Shake. Yeah, sure. Uh, long time listener, first time guest. It's good to be here, Stephen. Um, so my background in crypto starts six or seven years ago around the time that I was graduating college. Um, I recall listening to Naval 
frame crypto as a new way to organize humans. And something about that framing clicked for me and sent me down a rabbit hole learning about Bitcoin and then Ethereum and starting to use these tools and experiment with them. Um, I think initially I was intellectually interested in crypto and then getting into the space and meeting people, uh, I got socially interested in the kinds of communities that were forming here, the, the sort of open source software ethos and interest in funding public goods through these technologies was all new and refreshing to me. Uh, and so that, that kind of kept me around and open and receptive to what kinds of applications might be possible here. Um, and so then experimenting with DeFi and, and things like that and, and looking for what's next uh, around 2020 led to my introduction to Handshake. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the introduction there. So, so you dove into the space, had an interest in sort of like the, it would seem like the initial finance side of things with like DeFi and all that. And so now you're into handshake. What, what drew you towards um, like, the, like D-Web related technologies and like sort of like the, the censorship resistance side of things here um, after coming in with that initial introduction? Yeah, I think two things. Uh, I think, first of all, looking for applications of, of blockchains that are rooted in something uh, real and the web infrastructure, uh, decentralized web line of applications feels uh, much needed and, and still today much needed. So at the time, that really resonated with me. And I think that also having entered the space after the launch of Ethereum, pre pre DeFi, but but still sort of late to the game, um, in that respect, being able to be a part of a movement that's a bit earlier, um, just personally was exciting. And, and what about the uh, the handshake community has uh, kind of like kept your interest? Um, because um, you know, before we get into you know what got you into the shake. Um, what drew you into the community before you even got started on like working on a, on a newsletter or a data source? Yeah, I think Handshake is unique in a lot of ways. It's uh, one of the latest proof of work blockchains to, to launch and launch successfully. It um, has this gifting ethos through, through the airdrop and, and name reservation claims. Um, I think there's just a lot of conscious design into both the technical and social sides of the project and, and is also something that was an obvious use, use case um, for, for blockchains having been mentioned really early on, uh, DNS being a, a use case here. So I think that uh, a lot of things clicked with me as I learned what Handshake was, um, its use case and and especially the the thoughtful design after a few different naming projects have um, have come before it, and there's been a chance to to learn and iterate. Um, and then also the team, um, you know, the the people that um, have worked on Handshake are are all people that I respect and, and look up to. So uh, I think it's you know a, um, a a confluence of a few different things that really made Handshake feel a, a bit special to me. 
was there uh, like initial interest into Bitcoin or the Ethereum ecosystems before you got deeper into Handshake? And if so, um, were there any aspects of those communities that you saw on Handshake that you liked? Yeah, yes. I think that there's, with the Bitcoin community, um, a, a, a strong set of values that the community has tried to stick to in, in some ways that leads to, you know, a, an unhealthy maximalism, but in, in some ways that's necessary and, and rooted in something very real. I think that the Ethereum community has a more progressive ideology and uh, that's led to, uh, along with its generalizability, um, you know, a, a flourishing of different use cases and um, different applications built on top. And so Handshake has a little bit of both of those things, both in its design and the perspectives of the community. There's, um, there is this sort of Bitcoin-like nature of, of how do we maintain maximum trustlessness in the system? Um, but, but there are also new things here with, with covenants and with people from the Ethereum community that, that carry on that progressiveness. And I think there's a, a healthy balance of both of those. Okay. So like now let's, let's jump into the shake. So it makes sense. It's like why you like the handshake community, but why the shake as a newsletter and kind of a data reference point for the community in, in your own words, and you just like give us a, a reason as to like why you've, you know, altruistically given away, you know, so much value and uh, in, in your own personal time to like kind of curate this for the community. Because you know, I know you haven't taken any money from anybody as of yet, and you've just done this on your own time and your own dime. So kind of, can you tell the community what gives you that motivation? Yeah, so I think it's helpful to understand part of how Handshake's constructed uh, which is, um, like I was mentioning before, without with, with um, decentralization in mind. And so there's no central foundation. The, the uh, founders are not public facing. The Handshake Twitter account is, is uh, frozen and not active, um, all by design to maintain um, levels of decentralization that um, require the community then to take on those roles and responsibilities. And so as far as education and marketing and communications, um, there's a gap that the shake as a entity, a newsletter and a website is able to fill and serve this role for the community. Um, and I've been uh, interested and exciting in being able to, um, at least to some extent, fill that gap. What would you say is the kind of what are the next challenges for the shake? Like as it, as we see the handshake community continue to grow, you know, merge with, um, you know, other Ethereum applications. You know, with the launch of the impervious registry, we have the name based registry that's going to be launching soon, which will be similar, similarly Ethereum based. Um, you know, to help support the launch of DSLDs. Um, you know, what? How does the shake continue to fill in the gaps and, and the needs for the community here? Uh, as uh, the D-Web grows and grows into different ways? I think education will always be a priority. Um, crypto itself is challenging. Um, DNS is certainly complex, and the intersection of the two of them makes for 
a lot of education to get people up to speed on what Handshake is and how it works. The more things that get built on and around Handshake only adds to that complexity. And so part of the job of the Shake, the shake or, or the mission of the Shake is to um, try to do some of that educational work through writing, through research, through curating um, useful, useful tools and, um, and also through, um, through data. So um, I, I think that, that um, sort of taking that complexity and, and making it more digestible as the Handshake ecosystem grows and the, the community and the perspectives in Handshake grow will, will be a, a challenge, but one that the Shake can help to tackle. I actually uh, asked this question to Kiba. I should have asked it to Alex and uh, Jordan when they came on uh, and Clay, but I'm going to ask it to you. So we're, we have all these different, like, you know, resolvers, browsers, you know, there's different ways that you can utilize and access the greater handshake web, uh, so to speak. Um, do you have a favorite as far as like browser or, you know, resolver that you use on mobile or on desktop? Like what's, what's feels more intuitive to you right now? So I'm a big fan of the impervious team and I've used both the fingertip resolver and the beacon browser. Today I use the beacon browser on both mobile and desktop. Um, I end up using two different browsers uh, on, on desktop and mobile, um, but have been really happy with Beacon performance. Um, and so the Chrome-like experience on my desktop with native Handshake support where you don't have to think about it has been, and Dane support too for, for secure websites has been uh, pretty great so far. Is there, are there any other handshake sites or services that have stood out for you? I mean, there's like secondary marketplaces for like the resale of names. There's been smaller little like sort of like uh, services and things that have popped up like D-Links from Namebase for a while, but I don't actually know um, whether or not that is still like up and is continuously like active since the acquisition from like Namecheap. Um, but beyond that, is there anything in the community that stands out for you where you're like, okay, so I've got a handshake browser, I've got a handshake name, like now what do I do with it? What would you usually tell someone to do? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's something that we talk about a lot in the community about getting more websites on handshake. Um, Niami as an explorer is a great example of a site on handshake, the expiring indexer on the the XTLD is something that I frequent a lot. And I think others in the community who are active speculators on names like to use to see upcoming um, uh, name uh, expirations. Um, and the Shake recently played around with uh, an idea called Shake Shields, which is like TXT record based avatars that you can uh, add to your names. So there's, there's a few different ways to explore Handshake names and, and start using your names in creative ways um, all on Handshake TLDs. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the best ways right now um, for the Handshake community to grow more depth too 
in their understanding of the chain um, so that they can speak more confidently to the technology and the architecture of what's there is just continuously to access like on-chain information. How many name registrations are going on? What unique covenants are being used as far as like, you know, register, update, uh, bid, you know, like how is that changing like week over week? What is that volume like? Um, <clears throat> different trends in marketplaces on what names are most um, valuable, you know, staying mindful on top of that and the potential resale value of your names, um, staying engaged with just what's going on with the different types of on-chain um, exchanges for names and the different ways that you can utilize like, you know, those as, you know, a value add to your holdings. Um, I think that's the most important thing right now for all of us, just like in the early days of Ethereum, there was people just tinkering around on Etherscan and playing around on Ethereum block explorers, looking at contracts, um, you know, looking at bytecode, uh, seeing what's possible. People were tinkering around and like deploying smart contracts, but nothing too sophisticated. They were just like kind of mostly just like, you know, tests, and most of those tests, you know, smart contracts are just like, you know, rife with like vulnerabilities. So there was just a lot of like, just like playing like a playground, so to speak, for quite a while until different standards emerged around smart contracts. So with Handshake, we've seen all this, um, you know, improvement proposals that have come out, um, these different standards that have emerged for, uh, you know, payments and uh, known uh, addresses and identities uh, on the uh, on chain. And, you know, it's continued to, grow new use cases and new ways to think about how a handshake can be utilized you know it's like on chain and off chain uh for identity replacements and authentication and uh you know more things than just dns itself um and i think all that's exciting but i think we all just need to play and talk about the things we're seeing on chain and the types of experiences that we're having um so those experiences that come next can be that much more mature uh, and those solutions can be that much more useful. Um, yeah, and so I think I think that uh, alongside, you know, a nice period of price discovery is probably gonna be the best thing um, for the community because then they can also afford to um, play around and, you know, hire like, web developers and things like that to experiment with their names. Because I know a lot of these people are also not um, you know, web developers themselves, they come from like the domain naming space, you know, NFT collecting, you know, now are like, you know, know how to, you know, they can get around to setting up records, um, but deploying websites and stuff in a decentralized manner um, isn't as simple as it should be as of just yet. And so um, if we can get more people, you know, playing around with these tools, we can get those types of things online sooner. Um, so people can have actually real unique experiences with this DWIF. Yep, totally agree. I also forgot to shout out HNS Chat, which is another great handshake site. Yeah, I know the uh, HNS Chat is great, and, and you know it's been a good repository for like community members to say, "Oh, this is what Handshake can do. This is really cool. I can authenticate stuff. I can send payments. I can use Handshake as just sort of like universal, um, you know, pointer." Um, you know, an index for, you know, payments, but also, you know, where information is stored. Um, and, uh, you know, as you've seen, done with Shake Shields, right, experimenting with what you can do with TXT records, um, and then um, reading these different, you know, covenants and uh, name states and the different protocols that come from that too. 
uh, and the unique amount of stories that you get on chain for each name, right? It's a, it's, there's a lot of creativity there. And on Kiba and I's previous episode, we really went in detail on that. And um, yeah, and, and, and the importance of everyone thinking about these things together is also incredibly important. And that's why week over week, a newsletter that continues and has like, you know, the continuity of, hey, this, this is what's happening this week. This is what happened last week. If you didn't know, you know, go back and click. Like staying on top of that maturity is important too, because as people learn about Handshake, they're also learning how a whole new blockchain, public blockchain community should emerge in a decentralized way, right? Like for a while, there are people that were like, we need a hard fork in a way to uh, do decentralized SLDs. Like why wasn't Handshake, you know, thought of with like, like second level domains and like clearly the architecture is broken. And then, you know, the market, like, you know, from a free market standpoint that we have DSLDs and, you know, it was a combination of using Ethereum and things that were already there out of the box uh, and using Handshake as it is, uh, as, as, you know, a reference layer, as an anchor, and then now, like, names have this further extendability on Ethereum, and now we have DSODs as a solution from the free market. And it's just like, hey, yeah, like, if you just, like, you know, hold, hold your horses and let the free market and the incentive of the chain, like, work and, like, sink the chain a couple times, um, you know, see see why things were set up the way they were, think about why the incentives from the um, airdrop were placed there and, um, you know, platforms like the Shake give enough information in one place for people to trust a brand and a name instead of going around from a bunch of disjointed medium articles and Substack posts and podcasts here and there. They can say, okay, Shake is where I go where I can say, this is what's going on with the marketplace, the names, this is going on with name buying, this is what's going on with the developers. Like, like I can trust that this is, this is the health of the Handshake network. And like, that's like super invaluable. So I think, yeah, the shake needs a lot more love than it's gotten. Not that it doesn't get a lot of love, but it needs a lot more love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I mean, I do, I do feel that the community is nice in that respect. And I agree with what you're saying. The, the um, staying on narrative, talking, communicating, and keeping everybody informed is, um, is super important. And, and hopefully as you know, the the set of knowledgeable people um, who can share do share um, the the sort of newly uh, engaged community members who get educated can then pa- uh, receive that torch and, and keep doing that work and um, and uh, continue to educate because um, because it it is complex and it's important to uh, maintain that momentum and have everybody as educated as possible. Do you personally have like a, a, a personal wish list item of like what you would want to see either product or service wise from the handshake community in the near short term? Um, you know, I think that as you were saying, there's people in the community who are not necessarily web developers. And so I think that a tool like what um, Andy, who um, from HNS Factory had mentioned previously for website building, would go a long way for getting people who are name owners to be become uh, to to make those names active and 
and make it really easy to get websites set up on the D-Web. So I think a simple, a, a simple website template builder would, uh, would really be useful. Yeah, there's another community member and, and I apologize because I don't remember his first and last name, but just because I see user handles more than I see first and last names these days. Um, but it's like peace. Is it PC freak 30? I think he's on the handshake discord. Um, and he's, uh, he worked on a project loom web L U M E web. And I think, um, he's trying to work on like a simple, like, you know, handshake or handshake related and like Skynet, Sia, Sycoin Skynet, um, uh, like website builder, like kind of like drag and drop sort of like, um, like site deployment, um, tools and services, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so like, I, I you know, I, I definitely see that coming from other people in the community. And there's also Fleek, which I know can, is, like, can be used for like deploying Handshake sites um, with IPFS. Um, and so, yeah, ho yeah, hopefully there's more no code like tools um, for like, you know, simple cPanel website deployment. We'll probably see that from uh, Namecheap when they have like more formal, you know, um, debut of like what they're building, uh, especially on the name base side. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more um, adoption there. Like I, I, I can imagine they've had a lot of good volume with all their handshake TLD additions to Namecheap. So uh, I would like to get some data from them, if anything, on like what those registrations have been like. Um, yeah, getting all those different aggregated SLD cells um, will probably be some pretty impressive numbers since we've basically just been looking at Namebase's marketplace for the past two and a half years. Right. Yeah, I would also like to get my hands on those numbers. They have like a a Twitter bot now, so it's you can you can s sometimes see those registrations roll roll in, but um, it would be nice to see in in like a total picture. Yeah. So. Um... Beyond wishlist and stuff, is there anything that uh, Shake has like up and coming, or is there anything that you would want to lead the audience with as far as like the decentralized web and and what's to come? For sure, I think that alongside the news aspect of the Shake, um, there's there's also been a need for for more data and um, uh, more data availability in the Handshake ecosystem. And so we recently launched a stats page for basic on-chain metrics, um, total names, uh, HNS burnt, um, those high level numbers, but that's the beginning of a number of uh, data projects for the Shake. So I think you can stay tuned for larger data portal updates um, for the website for sure. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely have you back here. Hopefully, maybe you can come on as a co-host um, for some other future handshake related uh, uh, interviews. Um, I'm planning on having at least another three or four episodes come out this season um, to get these out there, and I'll be depending on the shake uh, to help me get it out there to all the awesome, brilliant uh, shake subscribers. Uh, that, that's so our job. Can, <laughs> so we can keep so we can keep everybody informed. Yeah, but thanks for thanks for the time coming on for you know a quick discussion with us, Zach. And again, I'm sure I know everyone in the, in the community, whether or not they've said it publicly or not, like depends on the shake for you know the constant drip of information and 
unbeknownst to them, they don't know that you're doing it out of the altruistic kindness of your heart. Very similar to um, uh, Evan Van Ness, um, who did, um, uh, was that Weekend Ethereum for so long. And like, you know, that's a, a it's a, a golden staple of the handshake community. But I like to think of the shake as like very similar to that. Um, you know, where it was just like so damn useful where people were just like, well, you're the guy that does this now. And we're going we're gonna to trust you to do this. And no one even thinks about it. You know what I mean? And it's uh, sometimes it's think, yeah, sometimes it's think, it can be thankless work. But, but, but everyone knows that it's like so invaluable to, you know, keeping the community, you know, on the right track and, and, and looking the same way. And also um, giving love to the right handshake projects. Um, you know, as they come online, which is incredibly important. Um, so thanks again, Zach, for you know, taking the time to come and chat with us. And we'll have you back on him here real soon. I've been wasting my time, but I've been doing my dance. Looking back in my timeline where the dances end. Looking back in the times when I was holding a hand. I'm on my way. Coming back home again, can't